We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We partnered with BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price. You will receive $10 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Please join us at the BetMGM uh, State Farmer uh, Stadium for all this, uh, all the Suns away playoff games. Our PHNX uh, Suns watch parties presented by Neutral will feature food and drink specials, PHNX giveaways, and PHNX live shows. Join us by grabbing your free ticket in the show notes. Check out the show notes for all the full details. And here's Shane Diefenbach on the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369 New York. Call 1 800 Next Step Arizona. 1 800 522 4700 Kansas, Nevada. 1 800 327 5050 Massachusetts. 1 800 Bets Off Iowa. 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help Michigan. All right. All right. Thank you, Shane. All right. Now, as everybody knows, joined by Jason Shearer, I'm Mike Luke. Um, as everybody knows, Ryan Nemhart has decided to go to Gonzaga. Now, again. What? Yeah, right? All right. <laughs> now, here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna say. First of all, um, up and still in on Tommy Lloyd. Um, I'm not obviously off that wagon, but as far as recruiting goes, I do believe that you got to make some adjustments here. Um, as we've talked about many times, this is a staff that uh, only offers a couple players each class. And if you're only going to offer a couple players each class, you got to be able to hit on them, Jason. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I've mentioned before. It's not a strategy I'm fond of. It's not something I've ever really seen before. But if you're going to do it, you better be successful or have a very, very strong backup plan when you're not. Um, we'll find out if they have a backup plan, but it's it's a unique strategy, and I think it makes losing guys more difficult to handle. What bothers me, though, in, in this day and age when the uh, uh, the transfer portal is you've got guys that you know can go in and play. I get looking for ideal fits. I get all of that. But at some point in the day, you've got schools that are reloading. You've got teams that are in the Final Four with uh, Kansas State, Texas, with getting guys are not final four, but you know, second weekend teams that are already there with uh, getting transfer portal guys, getting guys like that. And that's probably because they offered a multitude of them. 
When you only offer one, two, or three, you're left kind of like this right now. And honestly, again, people could come in there, but some of the names we're going to talk about, while they're not bad players, they're not Ryan Nemhard. No, um, and you know, to be fair, there's not a lot of Ryan Nemhards in the portal in general. Um, so when you lose in a guy like him, you're you're usually not going to replace it with a guy that's similar. Um, and you could say that for any of the top five guys in the portal or whatever. But yeah, I mean, when you take a look at successful recruiting around the nation, it's usually schools that offer a multitude of guys and go out there and prioritize three or four guys. And it kind of goes back to what I say about like lying. Like, like you can got to keep guys and, and forget the word lying. You got to keep guys warm and recruit them. And then if someone commits, you push the other guys to the side, but it is really difficult to succeed saying you're our guy and that's how we're going to recruit you. But I mean, it worked with Kylan Boswell. You talked to Kylan Boswell. He said he loves the fact that they were the only guy that they're recruiting. So it works when you land a kid, but when you don't land a kid, uh, the blowback and the consequences are, are a bit much. Yeah. And, you know, let's just talk about some of those guys, a guy that uh, everybody looks on the wing right now and said, you know, Arizona would like to have a, uh, a physical athletic wing that could do a multitude of different things right there. Again, I, that could have been Cody Williams right there. Um, you know, that's the kind of guy. And when you get in late on guys, when you offer a limited amount of guys, you leave yourself susceptible to this. Now, again, I don't get what I what I'm somewhat confused about with the strategy. And again, I'm still Tommy Lloyd is still the winningest coach ever in two years. So again, um, we need to keep that in mind here. I do believe though that some of the uh he probably needs to change some things right now. But um the one thing that I still keep going back to though is you need does this staff have a good feel for the players that they're recruiting? Um, because I feel at times that Whereas in the past with Lute or with Miller, you generally knew who was going to come and the coaching staff was rarely caught off guard. That doesn't always seem to be the case with this staff. Yeah, I don't think it has a great feel. Um, you know, the one thing I'll credit Sean Miller's staff, and even before that, I thought Lute's staff had a, a great feel for kids. I mean, I'll never forget when they knew two kids were going to commit, Larry Drew right. and Brandon Jennings, and they picked, we're going to offer you because we know that you're going to commit right now. Um, I don't think this staff has a great feel for it. Um, you know, part of it is, you know, it's it, it, part of it could just be simply as, you know, Tommy's learning. There's a different feel when you're an assistant versus a head coach. Mm. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, that's something that you got to kind of get used to and learn. But um, I think, you know, there's assistance. Long story I'll short. No, no, I don't. I don't think they have a great feel for where kids are going to go. I'll say it. The one thing that about Miller's staff, and again, I prefer Lloyd to Miller. So again, um, let's, you know, obvious as many people out there knows. Um, this is, uh, and yes, uh, Tony uh, Olivero put it great. Guys, this isn't just a miss. This is a miss of everyone. Said a guy whose uh, parents recently gushed. Right. Again, this is a, th- that's, that's, that's well put. This is a crushing blow. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Um, what, first of all, what I do want to say though is, Jack Murphy, you get absolutely no blame for this because Jack Murphy works very hard, associate head coach. I put that out on Twitter. I'm going to say it again. Um, You know, you look at Boswell, you look at Phillips, you look at Carter Bryant. These are all guys that, you know, he's been doing. And But if you're not going to – if you're going to have a a strategy where you only offer in – if you only offer, say, five kids per class – in my opinion, you got to have a staff in with recruiters that all three recruit and all three recruit 
at a very high level. And if they don't recruit at a high level, they're at least persistent. I don't know that this staff is that. Yeah, I mean, this isn't something that's new for me. We had this discussion. You can attest to it that when Tommy Lloyd was hired, I said he had to put together a great staff, first-time head coach. And when he put together the staff, I wasn't fond of it. Um, I think Murph is fine. I think Foy is is a good strategist type of guy, but I think Tommy Lloyd is too, but Foy isn't a big recruiter. Uh, Steve Robinson, the argument was that you have an older veteran presence on the bench for Tommy Lloyd. This is now Tommy Lloyd's third year as a coach. Robinson hasn't brought in anyone, literally. Right. Um, and, and so it is really college basketball and football, you are only as good as the players you recruit. You can be a good coach, but if you don't have that talent, you're not winning in college athletics. And right. so for Tommy Lloyd and Jack Murphy to be the only two guys on the entire staff, and TJ Benson and Jason Gardner, they recruit a little bit, but they're not actual assistants. They're right. somewhat limited in what they can do. But you need at least one more assistant. And I'm not saying pick Foy or Robinson. That's up to you guys. But I think you, ideally in an ideal world, you have one more assistant who can go in the inner cities and recruit guys and or go anywhere and recruit guys and is known as an ace recruiter. If you look right. at the successful college staffs everywhere, they have that one guy where you don't care about his X's and O's because he's out here landing you dudes. And again, I mean, insert your joke all you want here. That was Book Richardson. Now, yeah, you, and say you could go back and you could you could go back, you know, uh, Josh and Miles were that type of dude back in the right. day when they were on staff. You look at Connecticut, they have a guy, I'm sure Florida Atlantic, like every successful coaching staff has that, has that dude. dude. Yeah, they've they've got that dude. You've got your Tony Bland, for lack of a better uh, for lack of a better ex- example, right there. Um, now, uh, uh, AZ girl, we will get to you on that one right there. Um, you need to be nice to Sheer on Twitter, though. Um, but uh, all right, now with the, the rest of this stat, with the rest of what we're looking at right here with Arizona, I think that you've you've got to figure out exactly what your strategy is right now because again. When you, this doesn't hit, then you're left with a lot of different things. And we need to talk again a little bit more about what these coaches do. With Sean Miller was here. And again, bear down 520, you're my guy, but I'm going to disagree with you on something. Um, yes, Miller brought in top five classes, but we also didn't win a tournament game his last five years here. So you got to uh, you, you got to keep that in mind. My thing, though, is going forward, um, you need to have a staff full of guys that are looking to recruit, in my opinion. You look at Sean Miller's cl- – I always knew what Sean Miller's staffs were going to do. I knew everybody's role. Uh, Phelps was going to help with the game strategy along with Pasternak. But again, Pasternak and Phelps were both recruiting. Uh, Book Richardson was recruiting. There was never a guy on the staff for Sean Miller who wasn't recruiting or didn't have an aspect to the recruiting game. And that's what I think made that why they were able to recruit at such a level. And like you said, you could say the same thing about Lute Olson. Lute Olson always had, yes, he had Jim Rosborough, who was going to be his right-hand guy, but he had a Josh Pastner. He had a Rodney Tension. He had a Jesse Evans. He always had guys that their role was recruiting. And again, I just don't see that on this staff right now, which you have to have if you're going to have that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like you mentioned, like Joe Pasternak is one of the best recruiters I've ever been around. Like, like good one of the most paranoid recruiters you've ever been around. Yeah, too. I mean, paranoid human beings. But I mean, he's doing at Santa Barbara too. I mean, works tirelessly. Um, you could go back to Sean Staff. Book recruited. Danny Peters recruited and landed guys. You can go back to you know, like you mentioned, Roz, etc. You can go back to every staff. Say that's that ace recruiter. 
Murph is by far the closest thing that Arizona has to that now, but there needs to be more, right? Like it, you, it, it is very difficult to point to one guy. Like look at Oregon, your boy Dana, right? Stubblefield was that dude, right? Right, and and Stubblefield, and and even though Oregon's recruiting, st- you know they replaced Stubblefield with a recruiter. But you look at Oregon, Stubblefield was that guy, right? And, for sure. And you need to have that guy. I can point to every Pac-12 school and look at their coaching staff and say that's the recruiter. There needs to be more than one. It, it just usually it's like it, it's location wise, it's what geography, whatever. If Arizona, like, here's the thing with like a guy like Murph. I can tell you that Murph, and I'm not saying he's doing it this week, there will be days when Murph flies to Europe for a day, comes back, and the next day has a meeting in Los Angeles. You're asking a lot of an assistant coach to be able to do that. There should be areas where you say, you know what? Murph can recruit Europe, but we got this guy to recruit the States at the same time or whatever it may be. You could switch it around. It is asking a lot of – even in Tommy. I I think Tommy's doing a lot recruiting – too much for a head coach. Usually the head coach is a closer. The assistant right. set up anything. The assistants offer the head coach closes. And so it's, it's also unique. The whole thing is just very different than what I've seen and what I'm used to. All right. I got a strategy right here for all of the uh, people out there, but first Jason Shearer, you've been to circle K, correct? I have. All right. Jacob Franklin has been to circle K as well. I know. And I'm guessing most of the people on here have been to circle K. Now you might say, Mike, What's so great about Circle K? It's that they're everywhere and that they are there to serve you and they got great deals at the same time. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great things. Uh, Head to CircleK.com backslash store locator to find Circle K's near you. And while you're there, you know what you could maybe pick up because you might need it for today? Four Peaks. Four Peaks. You can get, you go there and you look for Four Peaks. You can get the Kilt Lifter and Four Peaks is the official brew of PHNX Sports. You might say, where can I go find Jacob Franklin? Well, great question. Go find him at uh, the best place for the NFL draft on April 27th is at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Register for free in the link in the show notes to take advantage of our beer specials. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy responsibly. All right. Now, here's what my recruiting philosophy would be. And tell me it again. This is Mike Luke. Tell me, uh, Mike Luke, as I always say, I'm sitting here with a wooden pelican a back in back the A logos behind me. So take it for what it's worth. I love but, you. See my new, you see my new U of A painting back there? Uh, no, that? you need to tilt your camera a little bit. No, did your daughter make yeah. that? Yes. I like you that. It looks a, good. You back the A all over the place. Do you back the A all the way? As you should. Um, I look at the top 75 kids in the country. Lou Olson made a living off this. Miller recruited a higher uh, rated type guy. If I'm looking at the top 75 kids in the country, tell me why I shouldn't offer and recruit 15 of them. Find the fits because you can't tell me that they're not good fits. Find the 15 kids that you're like, you know what? That's who we would, uh, that's who I would go after. And you offer all, you, you go after all those kids and it's basically a first commit type thing. Why isn't that a sound strategy? Uh, it is. Look, I had a coach on the previous staff. I'm not going to name names, but Sean Miller's staff that said, we, I, I would ask, are, are you involved? And they go, when we offer, we're involved. There's no such thing as being involved with recruit until you offer because kids won't take you seriously. And so like you look at a kid like Arenas's son, for instance, right? Elijah mm-hmm. Arenas. Arizona's going to see him this weekend. It hasn't offered. He's 2026. So him not having an offer doesn't 
tear me up or anything. Kansas offered him. You think Bill Self has seen that kid play? No. Not once, right? <laughs> Not once. But they offer him because once you offer him, now you're in the recruitment and you can see if there's legitimate interest. Arizona should be offering kids. And if Tommy decides later on he doesn't want him, so be it. But it is very hard to offer a kid like Cody Williams, for instance, right? Um, your boy, your boy, you know, we disagree on we need the quality, to, we, but Cody Williams is a perfect example. But you offer him right away when you're right. hired. You offer him, and if you don't want him later on, you move back. But at least you're not making up the fact that you didn't offer the kid and trying to make up for it in two weeks because it's not going to happen. It's just not. And that's what they did really well with Carter Bryant. I'm assuming they land Carter Bryant. They offered him very early in the process. Right. Remember, he was, he was a he might be. I think he's Tommy Lloyd's earliest offer to date. Yes, and, and you. Yes, and, right. and we were we were actually kind of right there the day after that he offered him, and you know it was a it was met with big applause. But here's the problem though that I have though with uh, I want to use Cody Williams again as an example here. Let's just say that you are a, a kid. We're going to get to the Don Thomas questions here in a moment um, because those are coming in hot and heavy. But um, here's if I'm if I have a if I have a child who is a five star athlete and with my uh, genetics I will not have a child that is a five star athlete but let's just assume that I do and I don't have any say a real emotional connection to a school but my kid can go basically anywhere that he wants um, and let's just say we're talking football and uh, Ohio State offers my kid as a freshman or a sophomore and they stay in touch with him the entire time. And they obviously get to know my wife. They get to know the uh, kids. They get to know everything about it. And then oh, uh, Alabama steps in midway through your junior year. I'm going to sit here and say, you know what? These are both pretty good schools. And that school I already have a connection with. That school I already feel comfortable with the staff. That's why, in my opinion, it's important to get it on kids early. Now, again, I don't need to recruit kids when they're in sixth grade. But I also, when, when a kid hits high school and you can tell that that's the kind of prospect and they check out, I need to be all over that kid, in my opinion. So, like, I'm looking at guys that Arizona's seeing this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Like you by the way, we're going to be up in Phoenix at the EYBL. So if you want, uh, Shear's going to be signing autographs up there. You look like uh, at a guy like Isaiah Harwell, 2025. Arizona's recruited him and been on him for a little bit already. He is a stud, NBA mm-hmm. player. No official offer. Why? Why? You know right. the kid's a badass, right? right? You know the kid's awesome. Offer him. And right. if you don't land him, you don't land him. Like, I'm looking at, like, and they did a great job with, like, Tunde Yosufu, right? They offered mm-hmm. him early. Fantastic move. He's a monster. Great move to offer him early, right? So they should be offering kids earlier. Like, there's other kids that we've seen where I've come to you, like, last year at the Section 8, I came to you and go, I'd offer this kid right now. Right. Right now, no questions asked. If in a year from now he doesn't improve, you back cool. off. Whatever. But you got to start offering more kids. Yes, you got to start offering more kids. And not only do you need to start offering more kids, again, this is where the assistants come into play here. Because, again, I get that Tommy Lloyd wants a very um, – our guy Ray, uh, I thought, made a very good point where he said, you know, fit is very important to Tommy Lloyd. Totally get it, and I appreciate that point. That's why you have the assistants go out and you find guys that – all right, coach, we might want to look at this guy right here. He's probably somebody that we should recruit. You find 15 of those guys each cycle. Again, 
find their background out, look at their game, look how they fit in. Are they high maintenance? Are they low maintenance? Will they be able to stick around for a few years? That's where you have assistants do that job. It shouldn't be up to the head coach and one assistant to go out there and find the four ideal kids and hope that you get three of them. But part of that is Tommy. Like I know, I like, it, yeah. And Tommy has to be willing to trust his assistants in that role. Like I know of a player in the portal that, in my opinion, in your opinion, Arizona should have offered. Arizona probably could have gotten him if it offered, but Tommy made the decision not to. Like I think right. Arizona probably could have got Chance McMillan and Darian Williams, but at the end of the day, Tommy didn't want to offer them. They're both going to Texas Tech. They both would have had roles at Arizona. Are they spectacular? Maybe not. Are they good enough for Arizona? Chance coming off the bench, Darian Williams? Yeah, in my opinion, they are. But Tommy never made the offer. And he didn't think that they were good enough or whatever it was. And so um, I think eventually you got to realize, and, and, I, and I don't hate the fact that Tommy looks at a player and goes, you know what, he's not good enough for Arizona. Totally that fine with that. Find another one then. Right? But you got to find another guy. There's got to be right. more than three guys that are good enough for Arizona. Well, I, and there was a great comparison on your board that I, I thought um, where Arizona had TJ Leaf in the fold. You know, top 15 kid in the country. TJ Leaf then gets cold, uh, cold. I almost said cold shoulders. Is that a, can I, can I say cold shoulders? I ah, it doesn't matter. Cold shoulder, cold feet. I, cold feet. He gets cold feet. Goes to UCLA. Fair enough. Guess who you replace him with? Lori Markinen from overseas. That is, you know, you got to have that plan B. And I guarantee you that Arizona didn't just start looking at Larry Markin and they didn't know just who he was at that point. That's where you got to have that backup option right there. And it's got to be a legitimate backup option. Give you an idea. We're going to talk about some of the kids that Arizona is going to be that we would, that we would recruit right now if we were in uh, Arizona and Latrell white cell from uh, Fullerton average about 17 per game. Uh, I would probably offer Hunter Salas as well, but those aren't, those aren't difference makers, in my opinion. Those are rotation pieces. If you're going to miss out on a difference maker, you've got to be able to go find another difference maker because there aren't a ton of difference makers on this team right now. I, I think it's funny. Um, someone messaged me earlier that the transfer portal has ruined recruiting and message boards. And mm-hmm. <laughs> they're probably right. It's it's tough to, to figure out the direction you want to go in. And, and what I mean by that is, if Ryan Emhard wasn't in the portal, right, right? The reaction here wouldn't be what it was because it would be like Arizona, sorry, Arizona is, you know, recruiting a high school kid or whatever it is, right? You, you get what I'm saying. Like it, right. it's the portal has completely changed recruiting. But no matter what, like if you're a high school kid, you lose on them, you better have a backup. Maybe Arizona has it doesn't have a backup or maybe it does and we just don't know about it. I, I don't know. But what I do know is that you better have a plan. And again, Arizona could have a plan, but you better have a plan. And right now I, I don't know what it is. Right. And that's, that's something where you're going to, uh, that's something where you're going to have to pick that one up right there. Now let's talk a little bit. First of all, you might say to yourself, Mike, I need something to help myself out right here. Oh, geez. OGs is here to help you out right now. It can relieve stress. It can make you have a good time as well. OGs, check it out. Um, you can find them at your local dispensaries at OGs.com. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy new strawberries and cream. CBD, um, CBD, uh, THC one-to-one ratio. 
And uh, again, check it out right there. OGs, very, very good stuff. Um, now, so are we, the great coaches make adjustments. And again, people, we also, we do need to understand that uh, Lloyd at the end of the day, again, still is the winningest coach in college hoops history. He knows how to coach. Um, but great coaches make a difference or make changes. Lute Olson, after he kept getting knocked out in the first round, went from a more big man oriented approach to, I'm going to let my guards run things. Tommy Lloyd, if he's Tommy Lloyd's a sharp dude, is he going to be able to look at this and say, I need to be able to either switch my staff around. I need to adjust my approach a little bit. Um, that's going to be interesting to see what he does right there, because this is a moment of reflection, I believe. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. I think a lot of times it takes coaches to hit rock bottom. And I'm not saying this is rock bottom, but like everyone, we keep bringing up Sean because he coached here, but everyone killed Sean for his offense, right? Mm-hmm. Got fired. You can make the case FBI stuff, but Sean basically got fired for it at times, mm-hmm. right? Goes to Xavier. The offense is completely different. You right. joke about it. If he had run that offense at Arizona, he's probably still there. Right. Um, you know, Jed Fish made the decision to get rid of Dwayne Walker because he didn't feel, feel that whatever happened there was working. Um, you look at coaching. You fire assistants. These co- good coaches make moves, etc. Right? Tommy Lloyd needs to use this recruitment as a reflection point. Is this is this viable? Can can I can it still work like this moving forward? Is this a one off? I just lost Ryan Emhard. So be it. Won't happen again. Or is this a hey? You know what? There's a there's an issue here. I'm going to get through this season. We're going to see how recruiting does high school wise for 2024 and, and whatever. And look, Tommy may say to yourself, yeah, this is a little rough, but in 2024, if I get Carter Bryant and Jamari Phillips, I got two top 20 players. You know what I mean? And, and so to, I'm just saying that could be Tommy's perspective. That's not mine. Mine. I, I, I would bring in another ACE recruiter on the coaching staff, but Tommy could sit there and tell you and say, look, man, you're, we're not done yet. Who knows who we're going to land in 2024? Look at my class. Right. Let's talk. I think Tony, uh, Tony Olivero, great points right here um, uh, where he says, putting Nemhard in the past, we need playmaking, ball handling, shot making guards fast. That is, I believe, the you should be able to find those type of guys in the portal. Again, I don't need all Americans, but all call. I mean, like I said. I hate to keep using these examples right here, but uh, Jacob Franklin, if we could pull up that uh, graphic of you got guys in the Elite Eight, Sweet 16 transfer portal guys that made a big impact this past year. These are kind of uh, – these are the type of guys – look at this. Marquise Noel, again, now again, different positions, average 17-8, and eight, transfer kid. Keontae Johnson, first team all Big 12. Those guys are at Kansas State right there. Marcus Carr was a transfer, obviously, from Minnesota, 15-4. and four. Serge Amari Rice, New Mexico State. Nigel Pack, Kansas State. Granted, he got paid a ton of money. Those players are out there. Those are guys, with the exception of Keontae Johnson, that are dynamic players making plays without the ball or with the ball in their hands. And right now, you got, uh, you got uh, Kylan Boswell, and that's it as far as guys who make plays with the ball. But I'll say this, like, you don't, you're not a big white cell guy, and I'm not going to argue with you. Like, I, I think he's solid. But, like, you take a look at Sir Jabari Rice, right? At New Mexico State, he averaged I, – I pulled it up because I remember this. He shot 39% from the field and averaged 12 points, right? If I showed you a stat, you'd be like, whatever. He goes to Texas. He shoots 46% from the field and increases his point total, increases his free throw percentage by 10%, 
increases his three percentage by 5%. That is a very, very good eval by Chris Beard. And so that's why I always say it's not about the guys you miss on. It's about the guys you land. If right. they land say they land white cell and he's awesome, right? right? Losing Ryan Nemhart sucks, but there's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it's, this is Tommy Lloyd's future will be based on how he does from now on out, not losing Ryan Nemhart. It's well, how I think he replaces him. My rebuttal to that would be, though, that you look at Serge Jabari Rice, and that's a great point, and you're a smart guy because I was hoping you wouldn't bring up that example. But Marcus Carr, Marcus Carr, you knew what you were getting right there. He was going to be a difference maker. Nigel Pack, you knew was going to be a difference maker. Keontae Johnson, if he checked out physically, was probably going to be a difference maker because you already saw what they were capable of doing there. And the transfer, and again, and I think I'm speaking for all Arizona fans here, this is a top 10 to 15 program. It shouldn't be that difficult to be able to get dudes that want to come here and play. Well, it's just, it's, it's a weird situation how, how fans view it, and it's not good or bad, but like when Paxson Wojcik went in the transfer portal, I was like, Arizona's probably going to go after this guy. Didn't contact him at all. Posters are like, I don't want this guy. He's another white, slow, whatever, right? Right. North Carolina gets him. Right. Goes after him right away, a super aggressive, and gets him. It's To me, the portal is very interesting in how it's evaluated and used. And there's different strategies. I mentioned this on the board. I know multiple head coaches that aren't even going to be on the road this weekend because they're all in on the transfer portal. High school recruiting to them. Who cares? They'll go to a high school. If they're good, I'll get them out of the portal anyway in a year. Tommy right. Lloyd is the opposite. They're not hosting anyone. He's on the road. They're they're watching more high school guys this weekend than I think Tommy's watched on any weekend since he's been here. Right. And, I, and I don't think it's a reaction to them. Hard. Maybe it is. I don't know. But um, And I know they have to land him or whatever. But it's it's very interesting. But you can get impact guys out of the portal. You can also get crap out of the portal. I, I think that what people need to realize is there's just as much evaluation in the portal as there is in high school. And I totally agree with you. Some of those guys you put up, but even Marcus Carr, like different player than he was at Minnesota, much more controlled, higher percentages as well. Nigel Pack, we loved Miami wrote a big ass check for him. And and that's another thing like Arizona. There's guys that they're not going to be in the running for. And I can tell you right away because they just don't have the financial means. We need to talk about some options here and the kind of guys that I would look at right here. But first, tap and bottle. All right. Now, uh, Arizona will be feeling a t- uh, fielding a team, un- uh, contrary to uh, other uh, to some uh, some concerns. And the best place to catch those games will be at Tap and Bottle. Tap and Bottle watch parties downtown or the north side. You get four peaks there as well. Support local. Support Scott and Rebecca. They do a they do a very very good job right there. Um, now. There's guys that have entered the portal in just the past couple days that I would have been all after. Give you a perfect example. Uh, Trey White from USC. Trey White fits exactly what I want to do if I'm Arizona. He is a, I mean, again, he's not Ryan Nemhard, but he's athletic. He's uh, He was a top 50 kid. He projects probably as an NBA type prospect. And I think he would get 13, 14 per game just by running around in Lloyd's offense. Those are the kind of guys you got to be on immediately right here. And you know what? If you can't pay enough for him, you can't pay enough for him. But again, I recruit a kid and then I find reasons not to recruit him, not vice versa. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I'm pretty sure, and Trey White doesn't really use his social media interviews. I'm pretty sure Arizona's reached out to him. 
I do know that there were schools right when he entered the portal that were basically like he has let it be known he wants money, right? Mm-hmm. And Good so, players want money. Yeah, and maybe Arizona can't pay him, but you recruit Trey White and you have him literally say, you can't pay me enough, I'm not going to Arizona. Yeah. And if he says that, you go, cool, thanks for talking. But until he says that, I'm recruiting you. Right. And then, yeah, and that's just kind of the way it is. Now, let's talk about the NIL here with all of this, uh, you know, with all of this going in here. Arizona does not have an elite NIL per se, but I also don't believe that Arizona is losing these kids because of NIL. I don't believe they lost Cody Williams because of NIL. I don't believe that they lost Ryan Nemhard because of the NIL. I don't. That that to me isn't the reason. There's there's a lack of there's some there's something missing in translation in the recruiting process. I believe not the NIL being that factor. I mean, look, I I've gotten more details on Arizona's NIL um, since the last time, and and I probably overspoke saying it was. It, I, I probably said it was better than I actually it, it is. Yeah, um, it, you no, did. It, you did. It's okay. Yeah. It, it's not very good, but there's got to be ways around it, right? right. Like. If you're paying a kid 200 grand and that's not me pulling out a fake number, you should be able to land a pretty good player for 200 grand, right? Right. And if you're yes. Arizona and 200 grand, you should be able to land it over, you know, Creighton and 350. That's just right. my opinion. Maybe from for some kids it's it's different. They're all about the money and there's absolutely kids that are all about the money. But NIL it could be a, a reason for losing kids. It's not the only reason for losing kids right now let's start looking at this 2023-24 roster because Arizona's got a you got a you got a bear of a schedule coming up right here you've got Duke you've got Alabama you've got Michigan State here's who you know that you got right now um oh by the way we'll get to that back to that point in a second Andrew this is a great point that's why we rely on uh listeners here because you guys are smarter than us um, this is a great point right here. Why don't we hear about alumni and former players donating as much as it seems like we do at other schools? Because I'm going to let you in on a secret here. They don't donate a ton. Artie Moreno ain't giving a ton of money to the athletic department. Um, and uh, the people that do give money are generally uh, people who get their names on buildings. Um, Jim Click, uh, like our guy Chad McDonald's, keeps putting out there, he ain't he ain't writing a check for $250,000 for a recruit. Uh, the Morenos, the Sarvers, the uh, th- those guys aren't they? They're not the mega donors that a guy like a George Lucas is at USC. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like it, it's there's there's dudes that clearly. I mean, look, John Ruiz. We talked about him at length. Arizona yeah. doesn't have a John Ruiz. Arizona right. doesn't have the USC collective. Arizona UCLA goes to Wasserman and says. We need this amount, and Wasserman generally would be like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Arizona doesn't have that dude. Jim right. Click helps with football. You know, I, I'm not in a position to criticize. You'll you'll you will never see me criticize what people do with their money. I'm oh, not that I'm sure, dude, right? But at the end of the day, Arizona does not have that guy that's going to write a check and be like, "Whatever you need." By the or maybe a GoFundMe. By the way, are you fifteen dollars richer now, Jason Shear? I never got the money. Hmm, you might want to look into that. You might want to look into that right there. All right. Now, we're going to talk about next year's roster. But first, Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's, very, very good stuff. Again, 
I am going to be in Phoenix tomorrow, partying it up with the big dog, Brody Dryden up there. We might even stop by Illegal Pete's right there in enemy territory. I will be back in the A right there. Illegal Pete's has delicious ingredients and customizable options. They're the perfect way to treat your guests to a culinary adventure they'll never forget. To book your catering order, head to catering.illegalpeats.com. Illegal Pete's, your go-to for burritos, buddies, and beer, and Jake Franklin. Um, Now... Uh, next year's roster. Um, you got Kylan Boswell. Uh, you got Umar Ballo. Those guys are for sure going to start. Um, the, you would probably start Pella Larson. Um, Henry, you're hoping is making a jump, but man, just got to call it the way it is. You're, you're definitely low on difference makers right now, Jason. You got pieces, but you don't have a ton of difference makers. Yeah. I mean, the, it, and I don't know if they're going to be able to land one. Like, I love Kylan Boswell. We don't know, and we know he's going to be good. Do we know how good he's going to be? Right. We know he's going to be good. Is he going to be, like, first team all Pac-12 good? Maybe. Right. You don't know, necessarily. Umar's solid. You love Umar. Pell's solid. You like Pella. But there's no guy where, and, and I don't know if there was this guy last year either. I mean, Tubelas, I guess, was this guy. Where you go, oh, man, like, that's the dude. Like, UCLA right. at Hawkwes and... Oregon, uh, whatever, but uh, USC had Boogie and Arizona doesn't have that guy. And you look at these teams now, like that's what they're missing. They're missing that dude that you can go to and say you're, but they didn't necessarily have that last year. You know, I know Tubelis wasn't necessarily the guy, but they don't have that guy where when the going gets tough, you're going to say, you know what? That's the dude that's going to get us out of this. Hey, uh, Betty Cohen makes a great point right here. She said, uh, uh, Coach Tommy Lloyd learns by his mistakes, a.k.a. calling timeouts. I was ridiculed by a member of the media for daring to question anything that Tommy Lloyd does in games. And guess what? Tommy Lloyd started calling timeouts after that, not because of what he was reading because of me. But, all right, our friend Kyle Dodd has chimed in on somebody that we have not thought about in the transfer portal right here. Um, and, again, shout out to Duke Brennan. You got paid. You deserve that. Um, Marcus Bagley. He's available. Oh God, he didn't. He didn't declare yet. I don't think he declared yet. Yes. So Marcus Bagley, I would assume. Hey, not a good fit. Ultimately, difficult to land. You can't get rid of Kerr for chemistry reasons and then add Marcus Bagley. <laughs> Obviously, That'd be awesome for us. You know what? I changed my mind. Me and you with Marcus Bagley and that family, I'm all in. I, I would totally do. I would totally love to have Marcus Bag Marcus <laughs> Bagley here. Kyle Dodd, that was. Bagley. And Duke Brennan, and let's just go to war. That was very, very funny right there. Um, now, uh, Cord Lopez, does this deter Boswell from staying? No, I think uh, Boswell uh, loves where he's at right now. But Boswell's going to be getting 38 minutes per game. And I still got to believe that Arizona, Arizona as a top 15 program, should still be able to get some players uh, to fill out this roster. And I'm hoping they're difference makers. The one thing, though, that I don't think the crowd wants to hear, though, at this point, even if it's right, if it's wrong, is the unknown from Macedonia. I'm just giving, like, I'm just giving it the exact. You can't say we lost out on Ryan Nemhart, but we got this, ki- we got this killer dude from Estonia. Yeah, like I know we we I, I've been consistent in saying that there's two international bigs they're recruiting, completely unrelated to Nemhart, completely unrelated to Tuvelas. There's guys that they were going to probably try to bring in. It's not done until it's done with international guys, but that has nothing to do with anything. If I hear that they're going to Estonia or Lithuania or whatever it is for a shooting guard, unless the dude's a stud, 
it's annoying. Like go in the transfer portal and and get that done. Um, and again, like you know, there's there's guys out there. There are, and and I know people won't believe me, but you also there's two things that people have to keep in mind. Number one, the transfer portal somehow isn't closed for weeks. We still have weeks left. Number two, you're going to see an influx of guys that have declared for the NBA draft and got crap feedback, but entered the portal at the same time. Like a guy, like I'm not saying Arizona's going to get him, but like remember when like Frankie Collins entered the draft? Yeah, that dude's Could not be- getting drafted. He's going to go somewhere else, and, and so it, it's guys like that. Is there anybody from ASU we can pillage? I would take Cambridge. I you would definitely take Cambridge. Here's, here's what you need to know about the transfer portal, right? Devin Cambridge transferred from Auburn to ASU. The rumor now is that he's going back to Auburn. Yeah, that's what Katie was <laughs> right. Come on, man. Like You basically got rented out to improve on ASU, and then you're going back. Uh, yes. No, and I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. But can we also say that he maybe learned from his mistakes? Uh, maybe. But, I mean, how crappy is that? If you're like Bobby Hurley, how cra- like you basically took a guy in that transferred, you helped him to improve, you gave him a role, he played a legitimate amount of minutes, and then he goes back to the team that he transferred from. Is Arizona an, a tournament team as is? Like right now? Yeah. I mean, they only have four or five. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't even know. What would their lineup be right now? Kylan? Is Philly B in the starting lineup? I think you would go Kylan at the one. Pella at the two. Pella at the shooting guard? Well, I don't know who would be. Philly yeah. at the <laughs> Philly be at the three? It would have to be, right? No, uh, KJ. I would put KJ Lewis. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lewis. So there you go. So the, here we go. That's perfect. Kylan, KJ, Pella. Um, the Lithuanian. No, I guess that's not as is. Henry and Umar. Is that, that a tournament team? team? No, but it's probably not as bad as people think. No, it's not. KJ Lewis, we need you to get here, and we need you to get here very, very soon right there. Um, but I would take Frankie Collins, though. Um, if Frankie no. Collins – I do like that idea. You think there's a chance we can beat Frankie Collins? I've never seen someone that likes bad players as much as you do. Frankie Collins? He's in. He's he's pursuing the NBA for a reason, my friend. By the way, I heard you brought – did you bring up Hunter Styles? I heard – Today, I heard in the last 20 minutes, it's Nebraska until it's not for Hunter Salas. Wow. All right. Well, you know what? I I personally think that Hunter Salas isn't very good. I think that he was a recruiting miss. Um, sometimes people just get it wrong. Like, it, you know, and maybe he goes to Nebraska and he's good, but he defends really well. Yeah, but I, I didn't look at, I didn't watch him at Gonzaga at all and say, you know, wow, that's the best point guard in the country. And I think there's a reason that they're like, mm. And let's see, who else can I give you updates on, just because I'm feeling it? Taron Armstrong, because people asked about him. Yeah. Uh, the rumor is he's going to play uh, for the, the New Zealand Breakers or whatever it is. He's not even going to go to college. Next that's, what I, that's what I saw. And honestly, you know, again, he averaged 11 and 5 at Cal Baptist. That's what I keep coming back to with him. That's, that's not what I'm necessarily looking for. So, anyways – all right, we had to touch base with everybody here today. And Philly B is probably the most overhyped bench player in Can the last Can we leave Philly B alone? One He's thing, though. Kid. No, let me go on record. The- Give me 30 seconds here. Number one, great kid. Number mm-hmm. two, stop overhyping him. You're only going to do yourself and him damage. There's people on the message board saying, Can we recruit over Philly B? 
Yes, because he didn't play last season. You're not recruiting over him. I also hate the idea of recruiting over. You should recruit over everyone because that just means you're trying to improve your team, right? Kylan, probably don't recruit over Kylan. Everyone else, forget it. If you can land a better player, you do. I love Philly B. If he gives you 10 minutes next season, it is a victory, in my opinion. All right, well, let me ask you. Leave my guy alone. Your people on your board were literally asking multiple people saying, Trey White, who we just talked about, look at Trey White. He's a good player. Saying, do you really want to recruit Trey White because you could uh, that could uh, run off Philly B? Yes. I love you, Philly. Yes. Yes, yes. Trey White, come on down. <laughs> come on I'm down, Philly. Serious. We'll work with you. But yes. I'm dead serious. Why is that the ideal situation for Philly B? Probably the ceiling would be like 10 minutes a game, right? I would agree with that because if he's playing 10 minutes a game, you can at least look at him and say that's going to be a guy that Lloyd at least looks at as a rotation guy. If he's not playing any show, if he's, or if he's not playing any game, then – If he's not probably... playing any game next season, he's a, he's a demo basically. Like a demo yeah. ball didn't play this year. So if Philly can get 10 minutes, he's clearly on a better path. Right, for sure. Philly B, we're out there. We've got your back, man. You back the A. All right, everybody. At the end of the day, very bad day, obviously, for Arizona sports. <laughs> Uh, we didn't even touch on Stan Barry Hill. That's a whole other thing, right that's there. Stupid. I yeah. that's dumb. He didn't. He bet on college football. I don't. I don't get it either because it's not like he bet on the NFL. I didn't. I don't get that at all. He bet on it from the facility. He literally could have walked outside and bet, and nothing would have happened. How did they trace it? Did they just trace it to him, or how did they find out he bet at the facility? Yeah, I don't did know. He's... I don't know the story. All right, we're gonna find that one out. All right, I found Philly B or uh, Chad McDonald's. I saw Philly B riding a scooter on Fourth. The dude loves Tucson, and Tucson loves him. Philly B, we're here for you, man. All right, I love Philly. Great kid. All right, Cheer. Before we sign off, where can they find you? Uh, hidden in a closet somewhere, weeping. No, wildcatauthority.com. Mm-hmm. Wild Carter Bryant's committing somewhere on Tuesday. I think it's Arizona. If it's Wednesday. Not my time, Wednesday. 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 Yes. yes. If if it's not Arizona. Mike and I probably won't be here anymore. I'm just going to. I might not come back from. I might move up to Phoenix permanently with the great Jacob Franklin. He's been yeah. trying to get me to move into the guest house for the longest time. And uh, I keep telling him no. You can also find Sheer at Circle K, by the way. Or just yeah, Circle K, OGs, um, or Peaks. And drink yes. four peaks. Use Roman everything. When we get a uh, when we get a hair re- revitalization thing, Sheer will be on that one as well. But, Absolutely. Uh, Appreciate it. At the end of the day, guys, just got to remember, this is still sports. It's still awesome to uh, be a Wildcat fan. Think about it this way. You could be an ASU fan, which is (laughs) so (laughs) on that note for Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke, the great Jacob Franklin behind the scene laughing at this entire time. And all of you out there, you guys are what makes the show go. Really appreciate you all. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.